0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDIC.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Nonprofit Professional Performance 360 Magazine. Hi, this is Paul Lemberg, and I want to welcome you to Orchestrating Success with Hugh Baloo. This podcast is all about ways to redefine leadership as a pathway to increasing your business or nonprofit income. Now, here's Hugh with today's session. Greetings. It's Hugh Baloof. This episode of Orchestrating Success is a very, very important topic. And I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, Oh, I hate selling or I don't trust salespeople, or I wish I had more sales. Well, you know, it's about having the right perspective, and it's a skill set all on its own. So I have a, a sales training professional on the show today, and Sarah Phillips, this is about no like, and trust, and other sales lies. So before we get into the lies, Sarah, Um, Just a couple of sentences about who you are, just so people know your background and who you are.
0: Sure. Uh, Thank you, Hugh, for having me today, by the way. Um, It's lovely to be here with you and your wonderful audience. And I am someone that, you know, I really believe that, that sales runs in my blood. I figured out at nine years old that I could buy candy at wholesale and go to school and sell it at retail. And I literally paid my way through college by doing things like that. So sales is something that I've been doing for 45 years now.
1: So what's the secret you have that unlocks the, this, this problem that we have with sales?
0: Beautiful question. The, the secret sauce in sales is that when you walk in the door with someone and you are in a win-lose situation, you have already reduced your chances to win by 50%. Okay, so what I teach through my sales course is to walk in and instead of being in the position where you have money and I want it, and one of us is gonna walk out the door with us. That's an automatic adversarial situation, right? What I teach you to do is go in with the mindset that I am your assistant buyer, Hugh. I am here to help you get whatever it is that you need. And I'm going to do that by asking you questions. I'm going to send you guidance in the right way. Now, does that mean that every single time I walk out the door, I walk out the door with a sale? No, absolutely not. Because I may not have what you need. But what I do do every single time is, A, I walk out the door feeling good about myself because guess what I won. I helped you get what you wanted. But number two, I have built a very, very strong relationship with somebody who now trusts me. So that is the secret sauce: is being that trusted source.
1: So wait a minute. You said no like and trust; those are sales lies. So t- yep. tell me why those are lies.
0: Okay, great question. Also, all right. So we always hear that people buy from who they know, like, and trust. We we've heard it a billion times, right? Let me ask you a question, Hugh. Have you ever bought anything from somebody that you didn't know? Yeah. Yeah, all the time, don't we? Yeah. Have you ever bought anything from somebody that you really didn't like but it was a really great deal, so you bought it anyway? Yeah, yeah, we all do that too. The person that we don't buy from is the one we don't trust. So it really isn't no like, and trust. It really is about simply trust. You know, and yes, that brings into the other things, but I have bought things from people that I really didn't like, but because they were so good at what they did, I trusted their opinion. So I followed that. So yeah, you can literally not know and like somebody as long as you trust them. And how do you build trust? Well, you build trust by knowing that that person is on your side.
1: So it's right
0: back to that question that we were just talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So where does listening come in? I've been approached by people who have a script and no matter what I say, they still go to the close in the script and I don't feel like they're listening to me. So that's probably part of that trust factor, isn't it?
0: It absolutely is. The most important part of sales is listening. Um, you know, what I heard when I was very young from my mentor was, Sarah, selling ain't telling. Uh, telling ain't selling. You know what I mean? When I'm telling you everything, I'm not selling you anything. I need to know what it, what is it that you're looking for? What solutions do you need? What parameters have to be in place for that to be a viable option for you? I need to know about you before I can help you. You don't need to know about me before I can help you.
1: That's a very big paradigm shift. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of people tell me all about them and all what they have, and they don't have a clue about who I am or what I need. So, so what are, uh, I guess there's another factor here. It's, it's the mental part when we go in and we think, oh, they're not going to buy. Or we have this money shadow that we don't think we deserve it. So, what are some of the the ways that we are our own worst enemy when we go and talk to people about buying from us?
0: That's a great question. The first, let me address the second one first because that, more than anything else, I find is the the um, the obstacle that we run across is that we don't feel like we deserve the sale for whatever reason, whatever. Um, amount of money that brings to us. And so that it is super, super important that we dig down and really understand the value that we bring to people. Now, that's, a, that's the very first thing that I do when I have a coaching client is we sit down and have a framework session where I help them to understand truly the value that you bring to the client. Because when you understand that you are bringing to the client $500,000 worth of value. Then the $1,500 that you're asking for is way more than reasonable. So it's just a matter of we have to understand the true value that we bring to the table that it's not just a it's not just a one-off thing. And as far as going in with the mental mindset of I don't think I'm going to make the sale. Again, just where we went back to the beginning. If I walk in the door and that is my only focus, that I'm going to walk out the door with money in my pocket. I have now created an adversary. And how many of your adversaries do you trust? You don't. So the key is walking in with a vision for them of helping them to solve whatever problem that they have. If it's with with your product and service, that's fabulous. But if it's not, that's fabulous too, because now you get the opportunity to build trust in them and say to them, here, let me help you get that. Now, it serves two purposes. Number one, it makes you feel better when you walk out the door that you did the right thing by that client. But it also, I mean, in sales, the, the best sale you'll ever have is a referral because somebody else has already sung your prices. Well, if I have come to you and I didn't pressure you to buy what I wanted because I found the best solution for you, you run across somebody who needs what I have, who are you going to recommend? Yeah, you can trust Sarah. She's not going to push you into something that you don't want. She's going to help you out.
1: So there's a couple of situations. I mean, a lot depends on the situation. How did you get where you are and what's the nature of the conversation? So for instance, I was talking to one of my clients last week and talking about certain process and he said I need to outsource this I said ah I know exactly the person you need and this is why so I knew what they wanted and when I refer them that was exactly what they wanted so when that conversation happens and that other colleague makes the sale this person that I've referred to him not only is it a warm market referral and I have a relationship with each of them um, and, and it was important for me to talk to each, and then I connected them on an email. So I transferred my relationship to the new person. So they can pick right up, don't have to do all this dancing around develop relationship. But that's a place where the sale comes to you, and the person knows what they need. What about a situation when you meet somebody and they need what you lead, what you have? but they're not aware that they need it. That's a different kind of conversation. So the setup for the close is is pretty much, here's what it is, here's how we work, here's what I do different than others, and here's what it costs, and then is it a fit or not? But when people don't know that they need it, but you know they do, how do you have that conversation?
0: Great questions, Hugh. Um, This is the finesse of sales. It is literally going in the door in a mindset of curiosity. Tell me who you are. Tell me what you do. I I just got off the phone call, as a matter of fact, with somebody doing exactly that. It was a young man who um, wants to get into real estate investing. And he had no idea where he was going. So for me, it was simply a matter of asking questions. What are your goals? Well, what has to happen in order for you to achieve those things? Um, it is really living in a state of curiosity about what that person's life is. And through that process of curiosity, of you not trying to tell them about you, that you are finding out about them. The, the one thing that I'll, has always made me excel in my field is the fact that I understood from very early on that objections if somebody makes an objection they will tell me if I let them talk long enough the exact reason why they need to
1: follow. oh so that's where listing comes in handy just um mm-hmm. and then leaving some space after they finish talking so they know that they've been heard so talk about objections um I think how we handle objections might kill it right there. How do we handle objections? There's probably different scenarios, but give us some, some rules of thumb.
0: Yeah. Objections are actually, they're the thing that all salespeople hate or most salespeople hate, but they are for me, the very best part of the sale because that tells me exactly where they're at mentally. So when they give me objections, I want to find out more. I want to dig. I don't, automatically say oh well we can handle that for through so-and-so why is that a problem for you what what's coming up about that share with me some you know if somebody says I simply can't afford it you know well okay what's going on in the background that is constraining your money you know is there something that you know maybe I can offer you some some options in that way Um, but more than anything else I just want to get them talking and the best way that I can explain that to you is, you know, when I was a telemarketing manager for years and years, we used to call sales, uh, we used to do sales calls instead of appointments for our salesmen. And my telemarketers got very frustrated. And they were like, some of these people just won't listen. I was like, well, there's your problem to start with. You're trying to get them to listen to you instead of you listening to them. But we made a deal. I, you know, I, long story short, Basically, I said, give me the hardest person on that list, the one that's told you no a thousand times. And so I called him and he was like, Sarah, I have talked to your people 50 times. I keep telling you, I don't need what it is that you offer. And I said, that's great, Doug. No, not a problem at all. That's not what I called for. Obviously, you're in a really good position and I just wanted to find out what you're doing that's right so that maybe I can help somebody else with it. Again, I'm going into with a state of curiosity. And he starts giving me this list of all these different things that he's done. And he said, you know, because of all those things, you know, I'm doing 30% above industry average right now. And I said, that is amazing. It's no wonder that you're doing so well, because you're taking advantage of every opportunity that comes by to incrementally increase your business. And he said, yeah, that's right. I said, great. Here's another opportunity. When would you like for me to stop by? And he stopped dead and he went, Dang, you got me? And you know you got me. I said, Yeah, because as good as you are at what you do, that's how good I am at what I do. So it was, I allowed him to tell me about himself. And again, he gave me the exact reason why he needed to buy because he's looking for every single possibility. So it really is about listening to hear what they have to say and allow them to guide you to what they need.
1: So that's brilliant. So how do you get to the close? What is a close and when do you close? And is there (laughs) pre-close? You know, all of that stuff about let's get the money.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, close to me, first of all, doesn't exist. Okay, I don't close people. I assist them in buying. So that's the first mind shift that you've got. I am the assistant buyer. I'm here to help you. So when I get to the end and I discover that, okay, what I have is a match for what it is that you need. What I do is I recap the conversation and I would say, okay, Hugh, I understand that these are your goals. This is what you want to do. This is what has to happen for you in order to achieve that. If you get those things, here's what the result is going to be for you. If you don't get those things, here's what the result is going to be. Did I hear you correctly? Because first of all, if I didn't hear them correctly, I want to go back and make that correction. I want to make sure I'm understanding where they're at. If they say, yeah, that's exactly right. I say, well, you know what? That's awesome, Hugh. I am so glad to hear all of that because I actually assist people in solving that exact problem. Would you, if, if I could solve that problem for you in the very near future, would you want me to share the information about? It? And I allow you to invite me. I'm not hard closing. Because if you're not interested, no point in us talking. So I invite you. Is that okay? Yes. I share with them exactly what it is that I do. This is what it would, well, Hugh, This is what it would look like for you to work with me. And I share all the information about that. And then I say, Would you like for me to share the investment with you? Because if what I'm describing to work with them isn't what they need, no point in us talking about price. But if they listen to that and they say, Yeah, that really is what I want, now it's time for me to share the investment.
1: So investment is a is really a paradigm shift. You know, you're not buying it, you're investing in it. So in that in that example that you gave, um, you said the cost of not acting. Did, did did I hear that? Yes. Now, did you make, did you insert that or did, how did that come about? How did you determine what that factor is?
0: Through the conversation. Um, because I, I, I said part of my process in conversating with them, uh, is that a word? I don't even know if that's a word, but anyway, in the conversation is, What would that mean for you if that happens? And then I will say to them, if you don't get this taken care of, what's that going to mean for you in the future? And I literally have them sit and think about the cost of not doing it. Because in order for me to be a good assistant buyer, I have to know all sides of the coin. I can't help you make a decision. If you come to me and you say, Sarah, is it a good idea to go swimming today? and I ask you all about, okay, all these things, but I forget to ask you if you know how to swim, that's kind of going to be a big determinant (laughs) as to whether or not you should go by yourself.
1: So I think that's what is the most clarifying piece for me is for people to realize if they don't act, because probably if they Kept at it. They might figure it out eventually. And what we help people do with our skills is to shorten that cycle, get there in a more direct manner Um, because time is money. We want to get there. So um, the different kinds of objectives, go back to the money objective. I, I can't afford it. What are they really saying?
0: What they're really saying is that I don't see enough value to exchange my money for what you're doing. So what that tells me is that either their need is not great enough or I have not explained to them how I'm going to assist them to get a return for that investment. In other words, what they're seeing is an expense. My job is to help them to understand an investment that they are going to get return for what they have put in.
1: That's the big deal, and and it could be multiple times what they're investing, or multiple times recurring over over time. So I think one of the paradigm shifts that helped me is when there's an exchange of money, people buy a product. Well, they're going to continue using that product long term. I get the money, I'm going to spend it. Who gets the better deal? They get something that's ongoing, and in terms of what you do and what I do, we teach them a skill which is ongoing. We're going to spend the money in our operations, but they're going to have that forever and be able to, to grow that. So who had the best deal? So are there other, am, am I making sense? And are there other paradigm shifts that we need as a, at, when we're selling something, selling something?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That paradigm shift that you mentioned is exactly what I help people to do in my, in that very first session that I was talking about, is I help them to understand what investment, what money they're going to get for that and who is getting the better deal. So yes, you've got that shift really well. Um, and the biggest thing is, is just going in with a state of curiosity about finding out where people are and where they want to go. Oftentimes I see salespeople go in and they never ask somebody what their goals are. And if I don't know where you're trying to go, you know, I mean, if I came to you, Hugh, and said, can you give me directions? What's your first question going to be? To where? (laughs) Where do you want to go? Um, And if you don't clarify that, Is there any trust factor between us to start with? No. And are you going to give me useful advice? No. So we as salespeople have to find out where does this person want to go? And it's all about questions. I always tell people questions are the answers. The sales process should totally, totally be about me asking you questions. If I'm talking more than you are, I've got a problem right to start.
1: Wow. So let's do a couple more objections. There's the money objection, which does, means they don't understand the value. So you really talk about value, and then does that fit? And would you like to hear about the investment? So you save that. What if people keep wanting to ask, well, what does it cost before you're ready to give them the money? How do you, how do you delay that fact?
0: Uh, well, I, I actually don't even try to delay it. I simply say to them, is that the bottom line for you? Because if the price is the bottom line for you and not the results that you're going to get, I'm not the person that you really need to work with.
1: Ah, the, the fear of loss. Take away clothes.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but we don't close. All right. So I, um, I So for me, and we're almost up to our... Our time here. I try to keep these very succinct and very direct. Um, uh, my stick is leadership and organizational development, but I don't sell leadership when I'm presenting. I sell results. So how is how does that work with any kind of process that somebody's trying to sell?
0: Yeah, that really is the bottom line. You know, it's not you are not selling that thing. You're selling, how can I make your life what you want it to be? How can I take those dreams and goals that you have and help you turn them into a reality? That's the bottom line. That's why I'm asking those questions about what are your goals? Because if I cannot help you to achieve those goals, if somebody said to me, you know, Sarah, I want to uh, build a manufacturing plant sorry, um, you know, sales is not your biggest problem right now. Later on down the road, it may be, but I I can't help you with that. But if you tell me, Sarah, my goal is to create a consistent high level income from a commission only sales business, I'm your girl. So it really is a matter of of helping them to understand that what I'm talking to you about is not a sales process. What I'm helping you with is to achieve the goals that you already have for yourself.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so, this has been so revealing, and you're very good at, at this. So, you're offering, and you can find this on, on the website, Orchestrating Success, or in your podcast, your notes in your podcast, 30 minute consultation to get personal tips with sarah there's a link for that and then sarah is you find her at superiorperformancecoaching.biz b i z superior performance coaching .biz superiorperformancecoaching.biz. and um, there's a free ebook what's the what's in the free ebook hot sales tips uh,
0: the ebook is really it's kind of a framework that the things that you need to be thinking about in a sales career. How do you make it consistent? Because the challenge that I have found with salespeople is is they ride the roller coaster. You know, it's up one day, down the next, whatever. What I teach is a pattern for to create consistent sales results. And in order to do that, there are certain things that need to be in place. So that's what's in the ebook. It's kind of a workbook ebook, so they will be able to work through the things that they need to help them get on the right path.
1: There's a how-to book and a free coaching session. What more could you ask? This is a big problem for so many people, Sarah. So people selling a product or service or people that are, as I guess it would be the same for people that are looking for donations and nonprofits too.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. It is uh, it is simply an enrollment process of, uh, of helping people to understand what are your goals and how can I help you reach them?
1: Sarah Phillips, superiorperformancecoaching.biz. Thank you so much for being our guest on Orchestrating Success and for giving us such valuable information.
0: Thank you so much for having me Hugh. It has been an absolute pleasure.
1: Thanks for listening today to the Orchestrating Success podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes to stay focused on ways to redefine leadership and increase your profit.